All right, everybody, it is Crash. And Bay. And it's Comic, Comic Book Day. Day. It's not, though. That was yesterday. We're late again. Big, big surprise. Yeah, but, but this podcast is called Comic Book Day, so I mean... It, it is. It's Comic Book Day. But it's Thursday, and uh, you're, you're here, though, and you're listening, which we are grateful for, because we're here and we're recording. Thank you. And we do this every week. Uh, we at least try to. Every week, Comic Book Day... We talk about new comics. We talk about news that has to do with comic books. And the stuff that we've read, which I, spoiler alert, I did this week. She actually read something this week. I've read like 30 comics. Oh, I She's created a monster. When, when she started up that, uh, um, when she used our money to get a uh, profile on the Marvel Unlimited app. And the DC app. And the DC app. Uh, and then she gave me the Passwords. password for it. I have not stopped. <laughs> I need to so. change the password so I can maybe spend some time with him. Yeah, <laughs> you play your phone games i read comic books yeah but uh so uh yep we're we're back again and uh what what have we done since last week what have we done we've been watching more halloween themed yeah movies. it's halloween season who doesn't love halloween season we were just watching the mummy yeah like, introduced the uh brennan fraser mummy to to our oldest for the first time and he 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 really loved it he got scared as as hell from the uh the scarabs yeah but it's still not as good as sing two so according to him yeah he says um sing two is still better than the mummy and we're like okay you're wrong child but i mean it's a, it's a good so. movie but it's not as good as the mummy <laughs> yeah so we've been watching a bunch of halloween stuff we we watched that that last episode of she hulk uh let's talk about that what what how was that last episode of she hulk um it was amazing yeah it was pretty good and she is in some deep water by the end of that oh yeah yeah um everything that that happened with with uh, her hulking out and that, that was pretty fun uh, i still feel like she hulked out for no good reason yeah so that's kind of stupid like her secret identity has, has everybody has already knows existence. who she is yeah there's yeah. no secret identity and it's just like anyone else's stuff getting leaked. Oh, people know that she's a independent woman who sleeps with people. Yeah, it's not. It, like, and it, she's a slut. That was stupid. It's like well, okay, so I she, feel like that she was a bitter... sleeps with with you know she she's trying to find somebody and she and she sleeps with different people. She's trying to find somebody who is there for Jen. But it's just it's dumb. Like like that's the thing that set her off and made her all of a sudden go all hulked out and throw things and stuff. Well, it was like in her defense, her parents were there. Yeah, and still, her parents don't need to be saying that. Yeah, especially her dad. She's very close with. It was just kind of funny though, because the things that she started getting really angry about was before it even showed her having sex. It was just like, she does this and she does that, and she's a normal human being who poops. I mean, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, she does not. It absorbs into her body and creates energy. energy. Yeah, like Kim Jong Un <laughs> from the interview. I said Kim Jong Un. His name's Ken. Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong. I was right. Hey, okay. Oh, Ken Jong is, is the actor. Is the actor. Yeah. Flash doctor. <laughs> no, he's he's an amazing man, but <laughs> no, and he's a, a Spanish professor who doesn't know Spanish. <laughs> so, uh, but going into news, let's let's talk about news because we didn't do much else besides watch some things, and we watched She Hulk. And um, going into news, we'll start off with She Hulk. Even uh, they came out with that promo for the next episode, which airs today. Today is Thursday, and it's the, it's the last episode. It's the finale of She Hulk. So oh, watch that on Disney Plus. No. We haven't watched it yet. I love this show. The promo, though, um, teased 
a, a bit that people are really excited about because it shows Hulk crashing through the roof. So he's back again from whatever he was doing out on the spaceship. Hopefully they give any sort of hint at what it is. We'll probably find out in some other show or some other movie or something. And some people have, have paused it at the right moments to show other things. And it looks like Hulk has a rematch against the Abomination, which we haven't seen well, that's since. That's violating Abomination's parole. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so uh, we haven't seen that, though, since the Incredible Hulk movie from like 2008. It might have been 2009. Oh, Hulk versus Abomination. I thought you yeah. meant, like, Abomination, because we've, no, we've seen, seen him Abomination. a few times now. Yeah, no, he didn't look like that back in 2008, either. I don't know what... I wonder if they'll even ex- ever explain, like, why he so. looks different. They're just oh. like, oh, he's going to be more comic accurate suddenly, but we're not going to explain. Well, they don't Same explain reason why, why, uh, why, uh, uh, why he, he... Edward Norton suddenly looks like Mark Ruffalo. They don't really mention that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we're uh, just that, supposed to... That Hulk... The story exists, not the actors or yeah. like characters. We're just supposed to assume that that when that like when we're watching that movie, we just have to suspend belief and be like, oh, that is Mark Ruffalo up on the screen, and that is a more fin like aqu- aquatic looking uh, abomination oh, rather than Doomsday. I wonder if I wonder if anyone has like Photoshop, not Photoshop, but like edited the movie so it's Mark Ruffalo. Um, uh, we also watched a whole behind the scenes thing on Gotham Knights. Oh yeah. That's... So that that looks amazing. They oh. they went into in depth on on a whole bunch of that. There's so so much going on w- with with everything Gotham Knights related and we we went into a bit with um, a previous episode, but we watched a whole behind the scenes thing and that was pretty pretty cool to to see all the interesting stuff that they're going to be going into with that how how there's like a bunch of bunch of replayability because each character that you play as will have the same type of scenes but you're seeing it from their point of view so you might see something different with each character so crash and i decided that he's going to play two of the characters and then i'm going to play two of the characters and we're gonna so we can see all the different see all the different ones so we don't all have to play one of us doesn't have to play it over and over and over again. And we'll have to get some friends to play online uh, for co-op stuff too, because apparently you'll miss out on a lot of the game if you don't play co-op. Why can't they just do couch co-op? I know we, I miss. We the like couch to play games, games together, and it's the, the apparently only... we're just gonna have to be in two separate rooms with two separate consoles. Yeah. Or no, we'll have to set up a second TV out here. Yes. No, by my computer, by my desk. There you go. Yeah. But yeah. That's just so frustrating, and that's why we love the Switch, because the Switch, we can play games together a lot more often. But it does look really, really cool, and, and a lot of open world, they, they expanded on so much of, of Gotham City. And it feels very Assassin's Creed, but Batman. And they expanded on, on, on an explanation on Harley Quinn, the fact that she's actually an older, more like veteran Harley Quinn and she kind of plays it a little bit differently than than the she Harley Quinn we're good. used to. Yeah, she looks good without the makeup. And yeah, with yeah. the makeup, she has a weird spade on her face. But and then there's so much character character like upgrading, and there's um, uh, power trees for for it. And depending on which power tree you go with, like how you play your character, you can uh, upgrade them in different ways. And a bunch of different like costume co- saying, customization. Like, different costumes for each character. Yeah, because there's like eight or something like that but then each each eight different costumes you can change out different parts of the costume too so all together it comes out to like 40 different costumes available for each character yeah so it's pretty cool but we also found out that um, a bunch of release dates for movies are getting pushed back from uh marvel from the mcu and uh first off there's blade blade was originally going to come out in november 3rd 2023 it's getting pushed back to september 6th 2024 
So almost a whole year later. I keep forgetting that he, he that sh- that movie even had a release date. So hopefully, uh, because of of that, you know, being a year back, we're gonna get some really good upgrades to graphics, and they're really gonna be able to go through with a fine comb and make this movie like really, really beautiful and yeah. hold up against the original with Wesley Snipes. And a lot of a lot of people have been complaining about the quality that Marvel has been putting out. So hopefully, this will quell some of those opinions and and because it was pushed back to september 6 2024 that was actually the um announced release date for deadpool 3 when they just recently literally like weeks ago they Wait, just announced that which that is such a bummer deadpool 3 uh, w- would come out september 6 so but, now they're gonna have to push that back a couple months of course and, and now it's gonna be november 8th 2024 and it's for, so frustrating for uh, I was I was already upset that it was going to be so long. It's only a month later. Uh, but still. Two next, months. Yeah, September. Actually, no, it's going to be like four months and then a year. And then September we'll to November, two, two months later. And then Fantastic Four, which everyone wants to happen, uh, is going to go from November 8th, 2024. So already two years from now. It's getting pushed to February 14th, 2025. Gotta so, love all the Fs in that. <laughs> February 14th, 2025. Yeah. For Fantastic Four, and uh, that everybody knows February fourteenth, Valentine's Day. So maybe it'll be a good movie for Valentine's Day. Seeing mark uh, your calendars. Seeing Reed and Sue together, <laughs> and then uh, Avengers Secret Wars. So our the next Avengers movie that we're going to be getting is not going to be November seventh, twenty twenty five. It's been pushed to May first, twenty twenty six. Oh my gosh. Then again, they did say there was so much that they wanted to do before they put out another Avengers movie. Like, this phase is not going to have an Avengers movie, so... Yeah, this phase is already almost going to be done. So then, which means, like, that will be, like, the end of the next phase, probably, so... Yeah, they're probably going to end the next phase of movies with... With an Avengers movie. Well... So it makes sense when you think about it, but it just feels so far. And and also because it's coming out in uh, in 2026... Hopefully we're going to have Deadpool in the movie, we're going to have Fantastic Four in the movie, and we're going to have Blade in the movie. All oh, those other movies that got pushed at back. At the very least, some of them. Mm-hmm. Like, at least one, maybe the Fantastic Four, that makes, to me, the most sense. To, to show up with the, the Avengers. Avengers and everything, that'd be pretty sweet. Especially because it's Secret Wars. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking because it's Secret Wars, we're going to see all of them. It's going to be like the next big, like, Multi- endgame type of thing almost, mm-hmm. because yeah, it's yeah. part of the multiverse saga and all that. So, so a fun one, though. Uh, Pierce Brosnan was actually on The Tonight Show promoting Black Adam because, you know, he yeah. plays Dr. Fate. And when he was asked, like, you know, did you ever think you're going to play like a superhero Dr. Fate and everything? He, and he said, you know, I think Dr. Fate and I were always meant to come together at this point in time with me as an older actor and everything because I don't think I ever saw myself playing a superhero. You know, I played James Bond and all that and everything. But and it's funny because he said that that uh, he, he, he did back in the day audition for Batman. To, yeah. you know the michael keaton version of batman with uh tim burton directing and he laughed about it and he said he totally botched that though up for himself um because he was young and and he said uh that he he can't understand any man who wears underwear outside his trousers and that was a big mistake yeah suddenly yeah he said that to tim burton when he was originally auditioning oh and he kind of laughed about it that version of batman though Pierce Brosnan. If, if Pierce Brosnan oh. was Michael Keaton, well, yeah, he would have been a way, way better Bruce Wayne because Michael Keaton never fit Bruce Wayne. And he's, oh. He was a good Batman, but man, we did not need a short, curly-haired brunette, almost blonde Bruce Those Wayne. That was just if, if, silly. If 
Pierce Brosnan was suddenly like replace somehow was able to replace Michael Keaton, oh, which yeah. I love Michael Keaton very much. I love those movies already, but I love Pierce Brosnan so much. If they were to somehow replace him in those movies, they would become instantly my favorites. Well, yeah, and also because Bruce Wayne has always been described as basically being like the American James Bond. I mean, he's yeah. suave, he's debonair, and and he's he is James Bond. So to get James Bond to play Bruce, but use an American accent, it's perfect. But. Um, I, I like I like the thing of saying that it this was his fate to do it uh, to be to be Doctor Fate. fate yeah. yeah, it was his fate to be Doctor Fate. That was a, that was good wordage on his part. And then uh, something else to some controversy going on in the world today uh, in comics is Titans, the TV show Titans. If you're a fan of that show, you know that um, lately it's almost felt like they're kind of pushing Beast Boy, Beast Boy Raven with together. with Raven together, which if you know the actors ages there's quite an age gap there because the um actor who plays beast boy is 27 yeah the actress who plays raven just turned 18 so a lot of people are all up in arms about that i'm like whatever i mean it's 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 just age it's just also they're acting it's just the fictional characters it's just how many times earth rotates around the sun it's kind of silly but the characters themselves are supposed to be closer in age and also in the comics they they they've always had a thing they've always been on on again off again with each other and It, it was bound to happen. We all knew it was going to happen. So so now everybody's upset that, at the fact that, like, it seems like WB was waiting for the actress to turn 18 for them to finally start pushing them together. I can kind of see the side of, like, kind of like a grooming sort of side of it, like uh, a lot of people are complaining about. But again, I feel like they're actors. They knew what they're getting themselves into. She knew that she was going to probably be pushed toward being with Beast Boy. And she probably was just like, yeah, it's comic book accurate. Let's do this, but you know? She was so young when she started. It's a very... She like, was cast at 12 and he was cast at 20, which, I mean, yes, obviously that's a huge, that, huge... That probably wasn't their best idea. But but at the same time, I mean, yes, they're both consenting adults. Who cares now? I mean, yes, they were both cast when they were younger, and it, and but they are old enough now that WB is probably going to jump at that chance. Why wouldn't they? They're like, the two characters are old enough to, to be together on screen. Let's do it because the two are together in comics. Let's keep it happy for the, for the fans. But apparently a lot of people are upset about it, which is just... In my opinion, very silly. And if the and if it crashes and burns, well, then they hopefully they learn their lesson. Hire closer in age actors. Yeah, it's just point. silly. It's it's very reminiscent of uh, that '70s show with Mila Kunis <clears throat> and Ashton Kutcher with Jackie and Kelso. Because she was 14 when she went on the show. She forced herself on. And the he, show. Was he was 20 when he was cast yeah. originally as Kelso. He was playing like a 17 year old, and she was playing like a 16 year old. Yeah. He, she was barely younger than him. The two characters, but um, but in real life, years. she was 14 and he was 20. So th- there was obviously that age gap. And she even said she felt a little bit awkward about it when she and, first started because and Ashton felt the same way. Yeah, because they were both they both felt uneasy about the fact that there was that age age gap. But I mean, look at look at them now, even too in real life, they're married with children, and I mean, <laughs> that's a different show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping from that, um, the last bit of news I have, at least, is uh, the the whole thing going on with Deadpool. If if anybody's heard about this, uh, oh my gosh. Um, with uh, more Deadpool news, yeah. Uh, <laughs> T.J. Miller, in an interview, stated that that uh, I guess one of the one of the times where they were kind of doing multiple takes on a scene, he was across the table from Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds was was saying some funny things, and then uh, they called cut, and they were like, "Okay, we're good, we're we're done." And Ryan Reynolds kind of just was like, "No, let's let's do it one more time. I, I have some, some more stuff. Yeah, I got I got something funny. else funny to say." And then he said some funny line where it was it was Deadpool talking to Weasel, 
TJ Miller's character and he said something about him being like you know it was very meta and it was supposed to be like breaking the fourth wall kind of and him him being like well I guess it's a good thing that you're a background character because you're not even funny or something you know along those type of lines and it really did not sit well with TJ Miller because it wasn't funny as in like funny haha it was funny like yeah it was almost like trying to uh, like show his power over him almost saying like hey I'm the I'm the funny guy here I'm the the reason why they're coming out to see the movie it's not you calm down I'm funnier kind of thing or something you know and that's kind of the way T.J. Miller almost took it it was like he knew it was directed as Deadpool to, to Weasel but he he took it more like it was Ryan talking to him and it didn't sit well with him and he said it made him extremely uncomfortable and he felt like it was almost harassment and he just it never sit, sat well with him and he didn't feel right after that and so he decided that he just didn't want to continue on playing that character if they were to do a third and he said that in an interview and immediately what's funny is that that became news a whole so bunch fast. yesterday the day before it was it was a big big news thing but then i guess um right away because it became such a news article uh ryan reynolds caught wind of it and immediately Reached emailed yeah. emailed uh, um tj miller and was like hey whoa bud like that was never how it was meant to be and then I'm they both so kind of and, and then he was apologizing which ended up making tj miller apologize too because he was just like oh like i i figured that but i didn't really know and they kind of took my words a bit weird in that interview and i said a lot of amazing things about you and they didn't air it and I, that kind of bugs me and a whole bunch of that they worked it all out and and he's, he said that that it's all behind them now and and so it was literally a day a day-long feud because um, obviously Ryan Reynolds does not want to have a feud with T.J. Miller. Well, I wonder if now T.J. Miller will take back the whole not wanting to be on in Deadpool. Yeah, I mean, he, well, he kind of said that 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 everything's clear now. They're they're both good. They're so they're in the clear. So he, maybe he still will. I think everybody's hopeful that Weasel will will return. Oh, yeah, because have they even started filming for it yet? Um, they I think they're they're in pre-production for it because they're both uh they're they're trying to get back in shape. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and and Hugh Jackman. That's their big thing right now. They're like on a big workout regimen. That makes sense. Yeah. So especially because if you look at Hugh Jackman recently, like the dude got really skinny. He kind of lost yeah. a lot of that muscle mass, and he's looking older for sure in the face. So they're gonna have to like do some stuff to make him look like Logan again, especially if it's supposed to be younger Logan with, as opposed to you know old man old man Logan that they had in the last movie. So yeah. But that's a bit. Of, that's the last bit of news I have. I have one thing, which sadly is ending this on a sadder note. <laughs> um, DC is canceling Son of Superman Kal El due to the poor sales of it. A lot of people, are, a lot of people are speculating it's because he's bisexual. Yes. Yeah, it's just not. It's not selling well. We can probably expect the same thing out of Robin Comics now that they've announced him as being bi. And uh, it only started. It only started last year, so. One year, giving it a chance, they're already canceling it, which seems like such a bummer. It's all, it's only on like issue like seventeen, I think. People got to get over this whole like, why do you care who the other person has sex with? At you got to get over it. At the same time, maybe that's not why. Maybe people just don't like it's him. Probably what it is, though, in all honesty, because he seems to be a likable character from everything that I've seen and read, and and he's he's. He started off as being a bit arrogant, and some people didn't like him, but that was the same thing with Damian Wayne. Well, like, also probably. starting off, it started off as the 17th bestseller of uh, in July of 2021. It actually did decently well, considering the span amount yeah. of comics that were And then were so many out. people bought the, the issue where it came out that he that he was bisexual or anything. So, well, because it was a huge pride. Yeah. And, and, but then people just, too. I mean, we're all human, and we all bang other humans. Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> 
But um, its last issue is going to be its 18th issue in December. He's going to live on, though. He's going to be trekking on, but it's only going to be in a mini-series called Adventures of Superman John Kent. It's going to be six six issues, and it's going to start in January of 2023. Just a six-issue. Yeah, so it's kind of a bummer that he's being downgraded to a mini-series, but... Mm. Hopefully, if that does well, we'll see. We'll see even more of him. Probably what the what I a think big, he's super handsome. I think what a what a big <laughs> looks like Superman, except but, younger. What what a big thing I think is too is the fact that scary. people people love the originals, um, and, and I think a lot of people were probably just like, I'm tired of this whole Superman's out in space, and and we get this kid version of him is you know his that's son probably, being Superman. Yeah, that's probably so, why they brought him back like as fast Superman and, back as fast as and they now could. That he's back on Earth. They're probably like, let's get rid of the younger one i want the i want clark back yes so that is the news of today that is the news of what's going on in comics and we will jump right on over keep keep the pace going jump over to new comics that are arriving on the shelves yesterday yeah they're on the shelves today go pick them up and uh we're just going to focus on the ones that are important like first issues or finales to 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 occasional storylines or first issues of storylines so jumping right into it, uh, there's a lot of acts going on, and when I say acts, that's Avengers, X Men, and Eternals. They're in a big three-person war, you know, three three you know race war, I guess almost. Yeah. Of the three of them, and uh, and it all stems from the Eternals believing that the X Men are deviants and are trying to eradicate them and of course the avengers are helping out the x-men but also kind of you know they're all kind of all against each other but it's obviously a misunderstanding but in in the end they do they are technically deviants because they are a, a deviant gene from humans that is true. and so that is that makes it a-okay for the eternals to start trying to eradicate them and to meanwhile, to appease the celestials isn't everyone still getting judged in, in yep because um uh in a in a last-ditch effort uh they built a celestial almost and in trying to stop the eternals i believe even iron man helped build this celestial and then the celestial just decided i'm gonna do judgment day screw it and and so this like built eternal this like frankenstein eternal is is judging the world and and that's what's been going on we've talked about in previous episodes that's you know it's called judgment day and that's everybody's getting judged in their own way spider-man's been getting judged cyclops got judged hawkeye is a mailbox hawkeye and cyclops both got got the thumbs up even though both of them were like murderers at one point i think of kronk's new groove big thumbs up from poppy but then there's a lot but then there's still a lot of people who were like super golden boy people like captain america who got the thumbs down (laughs) so you don't know what you're gonna get with each character and it's kind of fun mailbox there's a lot of, of side stories. If you want to just read the regular Axe storyline, um, Axe Judgment Day, that's just its own story. And then there's there's a whole bunch of spinoffs going on in everybody's comics, basically. This is a huge uh, company-wide crossover. And uh, I'm going to go over some of them to kind of give you an idea as, as to whether or not you want to pick those up. But they're all important to the Axe storyline. The first one being Axe Eternals number one, which is one of the story critical cr- um, one shots. One shots, yeah. There's three story critical one shots that are spinoffs of of the story, but them saying that they're story critical basically implies that you should be picking these up. You should be picking up the main storyline, but you should also be picking up these three. We had Axe Avengers, and then we had Axe X Men, and now we have Axe Eternals. Eternals. Yeah. So. Axe Avengers was focused on Iron Man. 
Axe X-Men was focused on Jean Grey and the Phoenix, and then Axe Eternals is focusing on Ajax, who recently in the comics, just prior to the movie coming out where Salma Hayek played the character in the movie for the Eternals, just before that, uh, the character was male in the comics, yeah. and then they came out with this big thing saying that Eternals are able to change their gender um, every they change their form and gender when, when they get re um, uh, when they get reincarnated through the the reincarnation machine that they have every so so many thousands of years they can just be reincarnated as a different sex be reincarnated as a different look things like that so that was their way of basically making it where they can make Ajax a woman because Ajax was a woman in the in the movie and to not confuse people who might jump in and start reading Eternals comics because they saw the movie and they wanted to keep the, the genders the same basically that was their their way of doing that so now uh this one focuses all about Ajax and and basically her her having to be judged by her own creator and then uh we have Axe Iron Fist number one yes. which this is not Danny Rand because Danny Rand is not yes. is, has not been Iron Fist for for a minute, and this is Lin Lee, the new Iron Fist, who Iron I don't Fist who I don't believe was ever actually bestowed with the power from uh, Shao Lao, the 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 un, undying, the dragon. Yeah. And and uh, so in this one, actually, he gets judged by Shao Lao. The oh yeah, because people were people are getting visions. judged by like people who they care about. Yeah, Spider Man saw Felicia. No, Spider Man saw. Uh, Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy, and yeah. So he's getting judged by Shao Lao, and at the same time, we have Loki for some reason. Loki is is in the comic. We have no idea why, but he's there. And so uh, read the comic to find out why why Loki's in it has why he has anything to do with Iron Fist. But they're both getting judged. Maybe they're besties. And then we get Captain Marvel number forty two, which is an axe tie in where Carol gets judged obviously and and then they're teasing that an unexpected new player gets added to her craziness that's going on in the in the captain marvel comics so we also get daredevil number four which um i'm only mentioning even though it's in the middle of storyline but because the cover kind of intrigued me because i'm not currently reading the, the series but i know that that in it um electra has like a vision of the future that that she feels that she needs to to make sure happens to save the world and she has Daredevil helping her because he's the only one who can. Most people think he's dead as well, which is helping her a lot. And um, him getting closer to her means he's getting further and further away from other superheroes and things like that. And now they're getting closer than they've ever been is is what it's it's teasing. And at the same time on the cover, it shows her wearing a Daredevil costume. With her scarf across her face. Yeah, so it's, it's basically like she's got the Daredevil costume, but instead of her mouth being shown, it still has the scarf like when she's being a ninja it looks so, like she wouldn't be able to breathe it's kind of cool looking though like she looks badass yeah and it and makes think of uh uh cassie kane batgirl yeah how, how she covered up the mouth yeah the mouth hole the... best version of batgirl ever so uh then we also get fantastic four uh number 48 which i mentioned um the issue before this in a previous episode uh it it is a tie-in to axe and it's a pretty cool tie-in because if you're a fan of, of Fantastic Four, or even if you if you're a die-hard hatred of Invisible Girl, which there are a lot of people out there who are like that because they say that she mostly just brings down the team and she's always very whiny to Reed, and at the same time she cheats on Reed with Namor. So 
Oh, there's a lot of hate oh, for 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 uh, um, Sue. She's always been that whole, you know, Reed, Reed, I need your assistance, and and then at the same time, get away from me, or you know, I can do this myself, kind of thing. And she just, she she's not a very good supporting character. Just get a lot of times in the comics. Way better version. But uh, at least you know that that is a common consensus. But if you don't like her and you want to see a more badass version of her and really see her let loose and just show what she can do with her abilities. This is the storyline for you because it's like Die Hard, but in the Baxter building. And I talked about that in a previous episode. She basically has to go through 35 flights of, of the building with a bunch of booby traps all over the place. And it's just her trying to get up to the top to save her husband. And she's just, she's going full force and it's really showing what happens if you fuck with Invisible Girl. And she just does not hold back and uses her abilities to, to the max. But it took to this point for them to do this i feel like they've probably done it previously in, in comics but probably not to this extent they're because that they're really really trying hard right now to show that she can be a total like i mean standalone badass and that she she doesn't have to be that you know whiny you know, wife who controls her husband it's about time it's about damn time <laughs> but uh yeah so so she's she's going through all these booby traps um from you know to try to save her husband from exterminatrix while at the same time being judged so badass woman i guess is what they're really trying to push her so is everyone seeing like visions of like people yeah i guess so i think she's being judged by the person who's laying all the booby traps and all that stuff the exterminatrix or um there's also a mad scientist involved there's a lot going on in 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 all okay in all these 35 flights of of the baxter building and then we also get the immortal x-men number seven which is uh all about nightcrawler getting judged so yes. so if, if you're a fan of the the blue furry elf um who who lately has been rocking the full beard yeah yeah the full bearded face yeah daddy nightcrawler daddy nightcrawler we, we if you're a fan of daddy nightcrawler as manda <laughs> truly is um he's always been one of my favorites he's top three characters from x-men for me I, especially because he has my favorite ability i love i love teleportation if i could have any superpower in the entire world it would be teleportation and i'm like captain kirk from star trek loving strange colored people yeah like <laughs> blue green he always, he always had a fetish for, for different colored aliens and i know she, you, your your favorite versions of zoe saldana are, are when she has full body when she's painted blue or when pink. she's yeah. green you're like, ah, oh, she's pretty on her own, but she's really pretty when she's green or when she's a blue cat. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> and then you loved the green chick that, that was in bed with Kirk right before she walked in in the Star Trek yeah. movie. So she, she looked good. So so this one's all about him getting judged. And, you know, check out Daddy Nightcrawler in, in Immortal X-Men number seven. Especially because in... I think it was last week's episode, even or in a previous episode, I talked about how um, he's he's the one who's basically trying to save the entire universe. He came to Captain America when Captain America was at his lowest and was just like, "Hey, we need to go do this." Yeah, and he he's like the last. He has a last ditch effort plan. He's the yeah. ringleader of the plan. Yeah, he's he's the one coming coming when nobody else is is willing to try anymore. Everybody's given up. He's and like, didn't he almost die? Even he did die. He, he died. Die. He, that was part of his plan. He yeah, died, then and then they, he got. I forgot that they can bring him back. They're yeah. the immortal X Men right now. Yeah, yeah. They, so they brought him back, and then part of the plan was bringing back Cap because apparently they've they've almost revealed that Captain America is basically a mutant or something. He's technically a mutant because he, he's able, able to walk through the gates, and he's also able to use able the to. resurrection. Apparently, so crazy stuff going on, and then we get Legion of X number six, which again is an X tie-in 
it's judgment day for legion in this one legion being david holler which is professor x's son with the multiple personalities each one having a different power i keep forgetting his name's legion i think of mass effect yeah we are legion every time and uh this one involves him being judged while at the same time, so this is almost like his version of, of what's going on with, with Invisible Girl, because he's being judged, but at the same time, he's also with his own group of X-Men on Araco, which is, you know, the other name for Mars. It's, yeah. it's, it's the, the X-Men planet. planet, you know, the mutant planet. Uh, so while they're on there, they're getting attacked by Uranus, the, the Eternal, who is leading an attack at, against the entire planet, basically. Oh, he's so... And he's the one who took out like ninety eight percent of of mutants on on Earth single handedly. So, uh, yeah, bastard. Not look, not, and no, now they're 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 setting setting their sights on Araco and and full on attacking. So, this next one's a fun one. Uh, we get Namor Submariner Conquered Shores number one, which is a just a brand new storyline. This has nothing to do with Axe. So hey hey, but it is set a century in the future, and it's it's. During a time where, where the climate obviously was on the decline, it's always, you know, it's, it's been lately in general. This, because of the declining climate and a, a war that, that Earth had with the Kree, it's left our planet mostly water, very little land, and the land that is left is, is very inhospitable. It's basically water world, yeah. Yes. And, uh, and of course, because Namor um, was the king of Atlantis and, and the seas and stuff, he's basically the ruler of the world now. And this is a century <laughs> later, so this is a much older, probably very cranky Namor, that who is helped. the ruler of the world. And I'm sure that helps his ego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he is the ruler of Earth, basically, now, because the Earth is mostly all water. So, And this is set a thousand years in the future, so we'll see how, how that yeah, turns out. Yeah, he and age, he ages slower than... Yeah. A lot slower. He still looks the same age that he was back in, like, the 20s. Yeah. Like, cause he, in, even in like the twenties, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure he was already like over a hundred years old. Uh, no, because he, he was born in like, uh, uh, the end of the 1800s or something because, uh, that's when the expedition happened, which I'll, I'll go over in the episode for Namor in a crash course in comics, which will still be our first episode because we've kind of, um, scrapped the idea. We're, we're, it, we're having a hard time getting that one up and off, uh, off the ground floor. But uh, we were going to do an um, Werewolf by Night, especially because the spooky season and because the, the new short came out, which we did watch. And that was great. Oh, that was amazing. That was something else we did in, during the two weeks. Uh, I mean, during the week between episodes. But we, we watched that movie and that was great. Go watch that. It's, yeah. Especially for Halloween time. That was a great movie. I want more. I want more Werewolf by Night now. Yeah. And it was so fun. It being black and white it felt like a like an old, you know, Wolfman movie or, or you know, Dracula type movie. Kind of the the sketchy video quality and in black could, and white, except for the one thing. I was legitimately red. didn't know what time period it was until I realized the guards were were carrying like the electric like taser and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's definitely modern time, but it's meant to look like it belongs back. With, it was with, good. Yeah. So we're, we're still going to stick with doing doing Namor, which I've already it, basically it's started. Been, it's been really hard because we have the holiday season, which Halloween is one of our favorite holidays. So. We're working hard on that for for the family and all that. And I've been doing crazy hours at work. It's just, I mean, hard time to get get a second podcast up up and going. But we will. We'll get Namor recorded. It's going to be a two part episode probably, but that will still be the the first episode, which is which is what we've been basically saying from the get go anyway. So we're just going to get Namor going. But as soon you, as we can, yeah. Listen to a Crash Course in Comics. 
first episode, which will come out soon, and it'll all be about Namor. So, uh, just in time for for Namor Submariner Conquered Shores number one, which comes out yesterday. Came out yesterday. And then we get Punisher War Journal Brother number one, which is a brand new series. Um, parental advisory on this one. It's a mature comic? It's a, ma- it's a mature, mature comic. Which makes sense. It's Punisher. I mean, yeah. Um, basically a Marvel Knights comic is, is the way they would have done it, you know, years ago. That's how they would have worded it. But, uh, but everyone obviously always fails to kill Frank Castle. Yeah. Nobody's ever been successful. And because of that, all these different people, you know, crime bosses, uh, the, uh, different governments, even, uh, terrorist organization leaders, all of them kind of end up coming together. Oh, and, and set a hit for five hundred million dollars to the person who basically can kill Frank Castle. So now he's got everyone gunning for him. It's like John Wick. It's John Wick. Yes, every assassin and and anyone out there who can get him first is is gonna get five hundred million dollars. Uh, but apparently, there is one person from his past that is one of the people trying to kill him who might be looking for more than just the money out of it. So. Ooh. Don't know who that is, but somebody's coming to kill him who knows him quite well. In the Star Wars front of Marvel, which is fun, we get High Republic number one. Obviously, everything's going High Republic and, and Old Republic and everything with Star Wars right now because everybody wants to know the, the past past, like really, really far in the past. High Republic number one focuses 150 years before the fall of Starlight, which is um, focusing on Jeddah. The planet of Jeddah, which a lot of times has mostly just been Legends yeah. stuff, Star Wars Legends stuff, so they're really canonizing it now. Jeddah is like the the Pilgrim Moon. It's also called um, the Kyber Heart because it's like the heart of Jedi's. It's it's, yeah. it's where it all began. It's 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 uh, it it's where Kyber crystals originally came from, where so they could make their lightsabers. It's it's the beginnings of all of the Jedi life, and so they're going back to that. Um, and it's focusing on a character, a, a Jedi named Vildar Mac. I hope he just goes by Mac. That would be cool. He's just, what's up, Mac? <laughs> you know, almost like a Mackenzie from uh, Agents what was of Shield. Belgar. Vildar. Vildar. No, that probably goes by Vildar. What's Vildar. up, Vil? What's up, Vil? What's up, V? What's but, up, Dar? But Mac. Come on. Yeah. Like yeah. And then uh, yeah, he's this really confident Jedi, and uh, right during like Jedi's peace starting to collapse on the planet everybody's starting to kind of fight with each other it's like the beginnings of the sith um a new nightmare awaits and it's it's this nameless terror which will eventually become a legend in all of star wars history so maybe it'll be the beginning of ajunta paul which was the very first sith lord oh he started the the beginnings of all of his name's of paul the sith. p-a-l-l yeah paul, <laughs> like mall but paul mall yeah. like the cigarettes darth mall darth paul Paul Mall, that's where yeah. you get the cigarettes? Yes. He yeah. <gasps> he invented death sticks. <laughs> you want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> nah, I don't want to sell you death sticks. I want to go home and rethink my life. Yeah. You want to go home and rethink your life? <laughs> that guy, you know, he, um, he's he been in comics since then. Uh, the Has guy he? who sold, sold, tried Did to sell death sticks. He went home, life? he rethought his life. He literally cleaned his act up and he, he has like kids and stuff and he, he <laughs> owes it all to 
Obi-Wan. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he knows it. He, like, he says it, and in, in, he's been in the comics and everything. He's been in, like... Is he, like, his number one fan? <laughs> right. Uh, basically, I because mean, I, all I know is that character, if you look him up, he has, he's made other appearances, and he legitimately, his life has turned around, so... That's awesome. Yeah. That's Good how job, strong his, his, yeah. his force abilities are. But, yeah, so that that is um, Star Wars High Republic number one. And then we also have Star Wars Visions number one, which is pretty cool because if you if you've watched Visions on Disney Plus, it was yeah. all the different like anime. Yeah, wh- uh, what's it called? Uh, like an anthology sort of series. Yeah, each episode was a different, a different thing, just a different storyline or a different art all, style. Even they were all different yeah. art styles. Yeah, different directors, different everything. And, so, and, but it was all anime. It's so cool. And the one that that stuck out the most for everyone was uh, the duel. The episode was called the duel, and it was um, it was feudal era japan yeah meets star wars and oh so gosh. because that one was such a big hit they came out with a comic now which is a sequel to that and and the storyline is called ronin and the blind and it, it's just a continuation straight from that, the. that's that's pretty that. sweet so, so if you're a fan of that episode and you really want to see more feudal era japan meets star wars boom there it is ever everyone wants to see crossovers with feudal japan let's be honest it's a very interesting time period and you put almost anything in that time period it's fascinating absolutely and then we get Venom number 11, which is um, the beginning of the uh, demonification. So demons. We're getting demons going on. And it's right at the end of like a huge like gut-punching um, end to the last storyline that happened right before this that I won't give away that involves Dylan Brock, which he's the current villain. I mean, he's the current Venom on on earth and everything yeah, eddie's and, and you know, eddie's been out and about in, in space yep it's eddie's eddie oh, brock's son no. and uh he is currently at the mercy of bedlam i, I even mentioned that in a previous episode that's kind of the way that the last storyline ended he oh. had to deal with, with bedlam and uh but the big tagline for this issue is where's daddy where 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 is eddie brock during oh, all of this don't don't even but uh but this it's gonna make me it's gonna make me all tear what, up what and are you worried, worried about what that that dylan's gonna die dylan or eddie or something and he's gonna so be like daddy where are you bedlam is really seeming uh, to be the, the new gosh. big bad in, in the world of venom right now but uh but it's kind of funny that their big tagline is where is eddie because it's like where he, is it isn't, isn't he with thor and that was the last thing yeah. i remember happening it was the two kings meeting each other the the king yeah, in black had, and, and, yeah. and i thought and, it was such a weird combo too so it's just and the king of asgard so what did they do? <laughs> <laughs> so where are they? And then uh, we're going next to Wakanda. That is literally the, the comic. It's called Wakanda number one. And in a, in a time right now where Black Panther is no longer welcome in Wakanda, we do a deep dive into um, all the different fan favorite Wakandan characters. Oh, that's cool. So they're, they're, they're going to focus each issue on like a different Wakandan that is you know, a well-known character in comics. Oh, that's pretty cool. Starting off in the very beginning. Give well, you, sure. Give you a little bit more backstory. Get you, get you to know a little bit more about Wakanda than just Black Panther. Yep. And and with this first issue um, focusing on Shuri, it also focuses on her time as Black Panther because she's been Black Panther before in the comics. That makes sense. So this is it's going to explain more as to yeah, like hey sister. why she's why she was Black Panther at one point and everything. Yep. And then each issue also has a backup story which focuses um it, on it's it's a definitive overview of everyone who has ever held the mantle of Black Panther. Oh, cool. So probably each issue will focus on a character, and then the backup story will focus on a character who has been Black Panther. We get two stories in one with each one of these, and it's called Wakanda. 
And then we have Wolverine number 25, which is a celebration of 25 issues, which I think is kind of silly because I, I think so many different comics go 25 issues and yeah. don't celebrate it. Yeah. But I guess they're really happy that Wolverine made it 25 issues. But with this, it, it is a, it's an axe tie-in. Hey. Of course. It's an axe tie-in, and it's uh, it's him racing to the top of the earth where the Celestial is, of course, and he ends up um, having to work with Solemn, which is, you know, he doesn't he doesn't want to have to, but he does. And, and they're both heading up there. They're both going to be judged. And at the same time, we get a backup story because it's the 25th issue um, called Bar Brawl. And it, it, it's a it's an open invitation basically for a bunch of different uh, artists to just jump in, do some crazy stuff with, with Wolverine um, all at the end of this issue. And it's it's all probably taking place within a bar brawl. That sounds awesome. Because that's Wolverine for you. And uh, finally, we have X-Force number X-Force. 32. <laughs> X-Force, yeah. What did he call? Um, uh, what did he call him? His little badger mole or something? What did sugar he? Sugar bear. Or something? Sugar bear. There something you go. Something along those Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> poor, poor. Get out of here. Go. But but X Force. No. Just go. <laughs> Just get out of here. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, you end up in a wood chipper. But <laughs> took a head around to the wood chipper. <laughs> If you're listening to this right now, I will tell you right now, if you have not seen the movie, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, this is not comic book related in any way, but you will you will thank us forever. Do not look it up. Do not find out what this movie is about, but it is Halloween time. It's a perfect time to watch it. Watch Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. It's probably on Netflix or some other streaming site, but watch this movie. You will thank us later. I can very re- I can do a very big reach and make it comic book related because the um, steelbook cover we have of this movie looks like a comic. Looks book. like a comic book. But that's it. But that's it. But otherwise, go and watch that movie, Tucker and do Dale vs. Evil. It's so good. You'll see why I even mentioned that just because I talked about a wood chipper. But watch that movie. Anyways, X-Force, number 32. This is Craven hunting down mutants because he feels that they are the uh, apex predators currently and that he can take down any apex predator. And so he heads to Krakoa to take down mutants and take down the X-Force. They're the immortal X-Men. Yeah, he's an idiot. (laughs) Nobody's ever said Craven was smart. Immortal? I don't believe in immortal. I can (sighs) kill anything. (sighs) I'm I'm the ultimate hunter. Yeah, he's stupid. Let's, Let's be honest here. I'm excited for the movie, though. I'm excited to see what they do with with um. They probably won't make him as stupid. Well, well, and and they're going with. It's funny because they're they're. It's Quicksilver playing Craven. Which Quicksilver? Kick ass. But yeah, that ends it for Marvel. So over to DC for Amanda Bear. So what do we have over in DC? I have Batman and Scooby Doo mystery number one. It's uh Batman. Teaming up with Scooby-Doo like they do every year. Back at it. About, yeah, every year they have to come out with something Batman <laughs> Scooby-Doo because that's an amazing combination. Right, <laughs> Batman. And um, <laughs> Batman and the gang are being led to Ra's al Ghul in the League of Assassins. That's, okay. So if you want to know more about that, pick it up. I'm sure Mikey would like it if we read that to him. League of Assassins? <laughs> Um, bat- and the next I have is Batman Incorporated number one. And it's a new ongoing series and it has to do with all the different Batman from all around the world. And yeah. they recently encountered someone that didn't describe it in the description because it's supposed to be a surprise. Ooh. But um, but they were murdered. 
right. and so now they're uh, like forming so one of the batman that was murdered no it's it's someone that's that was like close to their like group they're okay uh in- so not one of the batman, batman but... incorporated they're close oh, to Batman. maybe it was squire or something maybe it was one of the robins and so then it's a whodunit sort of situation now we're on to dark crisis worlds without justice league Green Arrow number one. Jeez, that is a mouthful. Which oh, every almost every week there's another one of these because yeah, I thought Namor was a mouthful. Because all of the Justice League were captured and put onto separate like worlds where it's their it's their perfect world, huh. and and they're being drained of their power slowly to power um so Pariah's not a perfect mach- world. <laughs> this guy Pariah's machine. Okay, and um, this one, uh, yeah, it's about Green Arrow and he's fatal. He was fatally wounded before suddenly appearing on this planet planet. and he he woke up uh, uh, if i remember correctly healed and he's confused and concerned and the cover had a black canary on it so and she was attacking him yeah so i'm very interested to see like how that goes which is funny because literally or like right on a different cover there was dc versus vampires and it was him getting attacked by Black Canary as well, like but as a vampire. Them, they just like, the, <laughs> like pin them against each other. Him and his love. His lady love. And so Dark Crisis, there, there's a whole bunch of things still happening uh, with Dark yeah, Crisis. Yeah, it seems like every every week there's another hero. Crazy Dark Crisis story. Yeah, with the crazy long name. And then next I have DC Terrors Through Time, number one. Ooh, Terrors or Terrors? Terrors. Ooh, Halloween. And it's an anthology with different groups, kind of scary stories. So we also we have the Justice Society of America... Like in the 1940s, and then it goes to the Gotham City Sirens in the 1990s, and then there's a swamp thing in the future. Oh. So it's literally through time. Yeah. Like each one's a different time period. And then I have the last one I have for DC is a final issue of Jurassic League number of six. And Darkseed and his Dinosaur League. Dinosaur Jurassic League. Darkseid uh, dark and Darkseed. Darkseid. It's Darkseid. And his League of Dumasoria, mm-hmm. will they beat the heroic herbivores and courageous carnivores? <laughs> I just loved that line. And so, yeah, heroic this is... herbivores and courageous carnivores? This was only a six-issue series, but you can... The artwork for it is awesome. I like to see all the different ta- all the different takes of the different heroes. So if you, if you are interested in dinosaurs or DC heroes, pick this up. That's all I have for DC. So, and then uh, I have Dynamite. I have one single issue that came out uh, yesterday for Dynamite, and it is the Scarlet Sisters one-shot. It is a one-shot about um, Masquerade, Woman in Red, and Lady Satan all coming together to create the Scarlet Sisters. And in their description even, they say, will the SS be able to solve this? And I, I hated that. I hated the description of being the SS because... If you're listening to this, you know the connotation of, of, of what SS is. It has a very bad Nazi-Hitler connotation, and I didn't like that they would cons- they would even refer to them as the SS. That just yeah. sounds See, I... stupid. Yeah, in the in the explanation, that's how they referred to them. Will the SS be able to solve the murder of one of their own? Yeah, let's not say that. Um, yeah, they're solving the murder of one of their own, um, and this is a perfect jumping-on point for um, fans who have been reading each individual character for years or even brand new ones coming to it right now but this is this is supposedly going to be the first team up of the three of them 
of Minnie. They're, they're going to start doing this more often, so you're going to get more of the Scarlet Sisters in the future. Dynamite does do a lot of crossovers amongst of all their characters. Of all their characters, yep. Yeah, so it's nice to see another one that doesn't include, like, Vampirella. And yeah. doesn't include, like... It, this is more of their lesser-known characters. The B-team. <laughs> B-team. And then, so we'll jump over to Image. And Image, Image. I, I have a couple of, a few comics for you today. And the first one for Image is Hackslash Hot Shorts One Shot. Just in time for Halloween again. It's a collection of short stories from, and it's going to be a, from the hardcover deluxe edition of Hack and Slash. It's a celebration for the scary season. And it's about uh, Cassie Hack and Vlad, who are slasher hunters. And it's just a bunch of, it's a few adventures. Uh, one's like a slice of life, and then the other ones are kind of scary. And um, the slice of life one, though, was part of the preview for it. And it was like them washing off after a hunt, and, yeah. like with a hose. <laughs> and she and she's all like topless standing there and she's adorable. Her down. And it, it was it was super cute. Hack Slash has been a comic for quite some time, many, many years. And uh, and it's always just been about the two of them. Like she's she's an adorable little like goth girl, almost really, really attractive. And uh, and then he is Vlad. He, Vlad is literally just he's Jason Voorhees, basically. Next, I have Halloween Party One Shot. It's Sweet. it's about how the there's scary times in America, but it's not with drugs in the candy or razor blades or anything. But it's a mass murder by gunshot. Of Old course, checker candy. We're always we're always worried about the mass shootings and things like that. But so are the monsters. They're worried about the monster like monsters are worried about those taking over Halloween when it's their t- it's their time to scare they're the new monsters to kill to murder. Yeah, now everyone can be a monster. Yeah. And um, like, hey, this is our day. And the mon- and the monsters are really bummed out for this Halloween. The last one I have is Hitomi number one, a drifter who begins training under a famous but disgraced samurai, and she's trying to find her place in society despite the discrimination and violence because she she's training to be a samurai, and women don't do that sort of thing. This is this takes place in like feudal era Japan, and it's always feudal era Japan. And yeah, women weren't seen to do that kind of thing but she's uh, she's all on her own and she's a badass girl yeah kind of kind of the mulan sort of sense but from what i could tell she's fighting for herself and her life and she's not her honor and she's gonna take what no man would ever give her and which is the title a samurai no no one's gonna give her that name but she's gonna fight for it and the last one i have is from boom studio and it's a mini horror story about a plane crashing and when they go and rescue the survivors, the survivors are freaked out because they realize it's been 27 years since they it's were... It's been 27 years! <laughs> yeah. Since they, th- they thought they were taking a few hour plane ride and then it's been 27 years. They land in this really snowy, icy place and the building is getting snowed in because the storm is that bad. But then they're confronted by what, real- what the plane really brought back. Don't worry about the crash. Worry about what's around the plane. Like, what could be above the plane. And it sounded kind of creepy. And what was it called? It was called The Approach. That's all I have for comics. And um, that's all you have for the comics that came out yesterday. But what comics did you read? Oh, yeah. I actually read two comics. Ha ha ha. 
What have you read this week? I read Harley Quinn Eat Bang Kill Tour number four. So so where it starts off, they see on the news that there's a villain that, that's trying to take Ivy's place as the um the most like the most poisonous villain, pretty much. Okay. And Does she get jealous? And no, she gets mad because uh he's this guy well. He's he's a new villain. He's taking he's taking on uh, but he's taking on Cyborg, Zatanna, and Vixen, and hmm. he's taking notes even of what to do next, or like taking notes of like Vixen is apparently invulnerable to uh, his toxins and stuff. He's taking note okay, of that. Yeah, I remember that. But um, his main goal is to hold all the water in Michigan for ransom. <laughs> okay. And so he's going to make it all toxic, but then he can he can like retrieve that the toxins back. Big, pretty big bad thing, but. And it so, sounds so silly. And Ivy gets pissed because she's like, "That's gonna environmental. Hurt. It's environmental. It's gonna hurt a bunch of kids." And she's feeling really guilty after all the stuff that happened with the wedding and all that. That she wants to do something good. So their plan is to go to Michigan and take this guy down. Ivy is just a little bit like having a bit of a pity party. They go move to a hotel and they start staying at a hotel. But and Ivy's still stewing and all that. But Harley has an idea of how to make her feel better. So. She she does a little research and she finds a place where all these like big, like plant planet killing CEOs are having dinner and they go to go kill them. That's that's their whole plan. They get dressed up as waiters like waitresses and they serve them serve them their food and everything and then just kill them in their in the restaurant. And then Vixen gets called gets called in because she's in the Michigan area to go take them down. They fight it out and. After explaining the situation, or trying to explain the situation, Vixen's not calming down, so Ivy tries to use her pheromones on Vixen. But because Vixen's powers are to shift and change into different animal, like like she's in tune to so many animals, when Ivy uses her toxin on Vixen, it creates pheromone, or use her pheromones on Vixen, it creates a bunch of animal pheromones like different ones, it morphs and changes to all these different animal pheromones and elephants, tigers, bears oh from, from like probably, yes, <laughs> from like a zoo nearby start stampeding towards mm -hmm. them. So then Ivy has to make a quick getaway while Vixen's left to clean up the mess. All these animals wanting to bang. So that's pretty much where that issue ended. It's funny that his name is Mephitic because that, um, by definition, means um, foul selling, foul smelling, or um, noxious. That, so. make, that makes total sense. Yeah, mephitic. Oh, if you saw him, he's just like a green trash. He's he's like a trash monster. That's what he looks like. Okay. And um, at the very end of the comic, it end, it cuts to Gordon hearing all about all of this on the news. He sees that they're in uh, Detroit, and he's like, well, "Not for long." And he gets and he gets ready to go after them. Yeah, but he he has he has a thing for. Uh, Harley and, and Ivy. I also read Dark Knights of Steel, which... Um, which I had already read quite a while ago. I yeah. read the first issue and never got to read any, anything further than that, really. Yeah. So I read I read the first issue. Amazing series, even just from the first issue. Yeah, even the, in the beginning, it shows Jor-El and his wife. I don't I don't remember Superman's mom. Yeah, I don't real mom's name, but um, she's pregnant, and their plan their plan's going to explode. They head to Earth, and this time it's in, in medieval times. 
Hence the name Dark Knights of Steel. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a whole medieval version, version. Of, of DC. It's fantastic. And all these people are are starting to surround them because they saw the crash. Jor-El sees all of them going to attack. And while little Kal-El, Superman's being born, uh, he blows up everyone. <laughs> so fast. Yeah. Constantine, seeing all this, visions of like of a bad future happening because of aliens coming to earth and he's telling that to the kingdom of storms king which looks like black lightning to me because the whole lightning in the eyes Mm -hmm. and pretty much letting him know that there's danger coming yeah he's like his seer and then 19 years later there's young young kal-el young bruce as his his protector even though he doesn't need protecting because he's invincible but he does need protecting from magical things. Yeah. And in this, in their kingdom, in the L, kingdom of L, there's no magic allowed. Bruce is on his way to go fight a banshee. And kal wants to go, but he can't because it's magic, magic and yeah. stuff like that. Even though he still wants to. And he says, uh, he says the line, um, you can trust a group of children, but you can't trust me. Do you think I'm that incompetent? clearing out the out the inn that the banshee is supposedly in goes in and the ban the banshee introduces herself as dinah dinah lance um just dinah okay for those of you who don't know who dinah lance is that's black canary so not really like a banshee just somebody with a superpower and they're considering her a banshee yeah because she scream uh, she just screams like yeah she has that banshee scream because i don't think they completely understand between metahumans and magical people. Yeah. And she is just a metahuman. And she and when he goes to grab her, she she does her signature scream, but Bruce is barely affected. Everything the wood shattering around him, but he's even his armor's messed up, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he gets he does get hurt and his ears do bleed, of course, because of that high pitched sound. But, and it's still magic, too. But she was expecting him to be blown away because a normal human would be. But he was not. And dun, dun, dun. And what, right as they're both questioning what's happening, Kalos comes in and and knocks her out to the dungeon for her because uh, magic is banned. So now he has to face the king because Kalel joined in when he wasn't supposed to and possibly could have gotten himself broke hurt. Broke the rules. Broke the rules. And Kalel wants to let her go because he doesn't think that she was really a harm. She, when he looked into her eyes, she... He didn't see a monster. He didn't see a monster. He didn't see, like, any intent to hurt. And she and she did... And she did say that she didn't... She That was not her intention to kill the king. But it, there were repo, uh, reports of magical assassins on the way. Bruce uh, does follow close to the king and queen's degree, so he, uh, decree, so he agrees to, the, to keep her locked up until further notice. And the king and Bruce go off on their own together. And he's bringing up that the screams barely scratched his armor and or barely scratched him. And the king reassures him that he's fine. He's not cursed or anything. But he told him that that he had a secret that he he has been hiding from him. That um, him and, and Martha, his Bruce's mom, had a little thing going. Bounce, and that Bruce was an accident. Not that he is a mistake, but what happened? What happened was an accident. How do you accidentally fall into someone's vagina? Um. Yeah. So 
Bruce is actually his son. His bastard son. His bastard son. So he actually is a bastard. Not just like bastard by adoption, but bastard by blood. So he's not full blood like Kal-El, but he does have Kryptonian in blood. Him. And so that's why he wasn't harmed or anything. And Batman, uh, Bruce is in shock, just staring at the king. And that's when an, a glowing green arrow shoots through his eye. and that's The king's the, eye. The king's eye. No, no, Bruce's eye, yeah. And then Bruce... End of story. And Bruce gets super pissed, and then you see him with glowing red eyes. And you see uh, someone who looks very much like Oliver Queen, Green Arrow, and you also see a glowing lantern-type symbol. I don't know if it was a ring or not, but it was a glowing lantern-type symbol. So the king has been assassinated right after revealing that Batman is his bastard son and he has abilities too because then it ends with him shooting the red glow ah he's all pissed and he obviously has abilities and so that's what i read this week yeah it was really 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 good series um i'm excited to read more of it that was that cliffhanger though i want to see what happens as far as me uh i i've been reading a bunch um when last i left you guys uh i read i was reading x-men because i basically want to get caught up to where cyclops uh came back from the dead yeah and so I, i've just been reading basically all of that um cyclops is back from the dead now where, I, where i'm at and it was really cool because it involved uh using the phoenix because um during avengers versus x-men tony stark invented a device to try to capture the phoenix <clears throat> instead it only uh separated the phoenix into five parts and kind of destroyed the device and it the five parts of the phoenix went into five different x-men Really cool storyline involving the Phoenix Five and all that during Avengers vs. X-Men. Read that. It's really good. But uh, Cable knows that his father is going to die. Um, goes to someone. Has them create a um, smaller version of the machine. Gives them two two years to do so. And then um, when Cyclops does die during the events of, of the Inhumans war against the mutants. He goes to the dead body of Cyclops. Cuts him open. Puts the little device in him. So then when, uh, when Jean Grey is resurrected in the the comics uh the phoenix tries to come to her and say hey we need to bond together and you know we're always meant to be together and she basically says fuck off um i'm done with you i don't need you anymore but in a last ditch effort the phoenix brings back cyclops's body like gives it life again and says hey you can be with with cyclops if you want you know you guys can be together i can bring him back for good and and she's like as much as i love this i love seeing you know scott again Scott, you know this can't be real. You know that we can't do this. Oh and Scott's gosh. like, yeah, no, I understand. I was dead. And I'm, this isn't the way I should be brought back. And she's like, I agree. And I'm glad we both understand. And they oh. have a final kiss. And then he goes back to being dead. And she oh, basically defeats so the phoenix once and for all. He, and he goes into a little baby phoenix form. And then In her hand, yeah. And then it disappears. Uh, I mentioned that in the last episode, I believe, that I read that. It was the um, Jean Grey, or the resurrection of Jean Grey is what it was called. But um, in that storyline, though, yeah, of course, he, he gets brought back by the phoenix and then goes back to being dead. Cable knew that was going to happen, so he put that little device in his heart, which siphoned off a tiny bit of the phoenix, enough to, when they buried him, after so many days, he came back to being alive, blasted his way out of his grave, and came crawling out of his grave, like, what the fuck just happened? I was dead. Really cool, that's how he got brought back. It was from Cable, and he kind of even gives Cable a hard time. Like, dude, you're a hypocrite. You constantly get on people about messing with the timeline, bringing people back from the dead that aren't supposed to be back back, you know, from the dead. I was dead. I was done. 
I did die. Like you, you shouldn't have done that. And he's like, are you, you know, he, he cable gets pissed off and eventually he just breaks down. He's like, I'm a son who missed his father, like get over it. And it's a very tear, tearful moment. And, mm-hmm. and he kind of points out too that, that, you know, you shouldn't have died that way. Like you were the greatest man that I've ever known. The greatest leader I've ever known. You should not have died from, from a mist from a freaking Terrigen mist of all things, like, like a, 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 so... a, a dust in the air killed you. And like, that is this, you should never have gone out that way. And so he, he was mad and brought back his daddy. And, and so Cyclops kind of forgives him and then he's, he's back from the dead. But in that storyline, um, he comes back from the dead and right at the moment where basically the entire X-Men disappear off the face of the earth. And there's only so many left on in the world. He kind of creates a team of them to try to, counteract you know to basically help out any other mutants that might be out there and restart the x-men almost with this like b crew of of x-men he at least has wolverine has a few of the new mutants and stuff but um really 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 good storyline with with all of that and uh i was reading that and now i'm even reading astonishing astonishing x-men because i need to know how how uh professor x came back from the dead because maybe it'll also tell about quan and and getting separated from betsy because that like where i'm at in the comics quanon um who is the ninja body that that psylocke is inside of basically because a long time ago in the comics they melded them together one of them was going to die so they merged their minds into the same body so betsy braddock who is psylocke her body was destroyed and she put her mind into quanon's and now um in the comics they're separated again so I wanted to see how that happened. So basically in the Astonishing X-Men, I'm hoping I'm going to find out how they get separated and how Professor X gets brought back from the dead because he's also brought back in the next series I was going to read. And I'm like, I don't know how that ever happens. So this but is the missing link. Because the way that the storyline that I was reading kind of ended is uh, this, the X-Men team that, that Cyclops had created um, was going to die there were these this these big robots that were basically attacking and they had no way of stopping them and cyclops even uh looks over at wolverine and wolverine says we can't beat them and, and cyclops is like i know and he's like it, it's been an honor fighting side by side with you and mm-hmm. and then uh, wolverine says the same thing back he's like no the honor was mine and i was like at first i thought he was like being sarcastic or something because this is wolverine and he you know they've never really got along perfectly well even though they at times they've been like brothers they They're really besties. are like brothers who just come come to blows x-men schism is a great storyline and it's them literally coming to blows and separating the x-men into two different teams but uh yeah they 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 basically say yeah um it's been an honor and then they turn around and they go running into the fight when all of a sudden light shows shines down from the sky and they look up and it's the other x-men back from a different dimension and they're like hey we figured you could you could use some help and it's this great reunion oh my gosh it's amazing blah 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 um and then even of course gene is a part of that team and and she comes up she's back from the dead cyclops is back from the dead and they have their 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 reunion and it's a big kiss and it's and it's it's wonderful but at the same time you see wolverine looking all sad off in the corner and you see emma frost looking all sad over in the corner too because they both they both lost their lovers because they're back together oh my gosh that makes me so mad (laughs) especially because emma's so much cooler than gene yeah way cooler well there's so many other cooler characters that scott could be with but then there's only so many that Gene could be with, so I mean. And Emma even went as far as to cut open her own head to pull out a explosive that was in it, so she could save all of the X Men and make it where basically everyone in the entire world, all humans, 
don't see mutants as people with powers. They can use their powers right in front of them. They don't even notice it. They just see them as a regular human, like playing around or something, being silly or something. They yeah, don't, which is so impressive. Yeah, she she basically altered everyone's mind to just not even realize Registered. mutants exist. They don't know what mutants are. Mutants don't aren't a thing. Even Sentinels went to attack them at one point, and uh, um, the guy was like, "Yeah, attack the mutants," because he could still remember he he's this big bad guy, and the, the Sentinels were like, "Mutant." does not register mutant not does detected. not register you know what are mutants and he's like ah just target who i tell you to and then they started attacking and those are the ones that almost killed them all but but, but yeah and um good job emma though yeah but then a lot of people kind of disagreed with that so most of the mutants didn't didn't agree necessarily with still being in hiding they, they want to be able to be out in the world and be who they are and just they shouldn't have to hide and who they are the world should just accept them for for what they are and that's what they've been fighting for their entire lives they shouldn't just accept hiding which is is understandable so so they basically reverse that and all of a sudden everyone knows who the x-men are again everyone knows who mutants are they could have done it after things calmed down just a little bit they kind of did i mean they at least defeated what was going on and and then they just reversed it basically and then everybody knows who they are again but then that's the way the comic ended and then the very next thing that it tells you to read on marvel unlimited is like way further in, in the future all of a sudden because it's got Professor X. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows he's alive again. Um, it's got Krakoa. It's kind of the beginnings of them starting to turn Mars into a Racco. So I was like, what is, wait a minute. I can't just jump <clears throat> that far. So now I got to go and read, you know, probably 20 other different series of comics <laughs> to, to get completely caught up. But that's what I've been reading. You're working on it though. Everything X-Men. I just, uh, you know, and, and I'm a monster because I've just been reading nonstop. I read, I mean, that, that whole series right there was like a 20 issue series, 25 issue series or something. And then before that I read, you know, all those other ones, which were all different amounts of comics. So I've been reading a lot. Yeah. He's been going crazy. Yeah. But anyways, that, that is uh, what, what we've read in, in comics this week. That is our podcast in general because uh, yeah, there's been a lot. Yeah, and uh, that's our podcast. We talked about new comics that you can um, find on the shelf this week. News. The news in, in the world of comics and, of course, the things that we read. And uh, you can find us on social media. Give us a shout-out. Let us know what we've been doing, what we can do differently, uh, ways to trim it down a bit, things that aren't as interesting that maybe we can get rid of, things that are interesting that you might want to hear more of. Check out our other podcast when we get it out. It's Crash Course in Comics. We're going to have that out. But find us on social media. I'm, I am uh, Comic Day Crash. And Manda is... Selena underscore Kyle underscore. She needs to change that and get Selena it. Selena under, underscore underscore Kyle underscore. Jeez. Oh, don't even try to go to that one uh, but you can find Amanda you, Bear's Crafts you can find Amanda Bear's Crafts that's also <laughs> her and, and you can check out some of the stuff she's selling on there which are really cool she just came out with some some koozies for drinking games so if Stranger you, Things yeah Stranger Things and, and she has some other ones in the works for like slasher films and stuff so um, you know it's just a, it's a koozie with all the rules for a drinking game so you'll have the rules right there while it's keeping your drink cold really really cool idea so she's got that going and uh, so check that out on Amanda Bear's Crafts uh she also has her Etsy. You can check that out. But otherwise, um, that is the end of our podcast. A uh, fun crash fact for the for the week is um, if you ever see those pumpkins that just have like warts basically all over them covering their, their entire uh, pumpkin, a fun fact is uh, those are actually called knuckleheads. So, you know, be a kind person. Don't be a dick. Don't be a knucklehead. And uh, 
um, read a comic book or two, and uh, treat everybody with respect. You don't know where they've been. Don't be a dick. And come back next week to listen to us again. Yeah!